0: The Girl in the Lost Room, Chapter 21, Lily. The story of the picture pictures tell begins on a... On, uh, this, okay, that doesn't make any sense. The story those pictures tell begins on a sunny morning with the promise of a picnic. Usually Aunt Nellie prepares the food, but when Lily comes downstairs, Aunt Nellie isn't in the kitchen. She doesn't set the table for breakfast. Lily doesn't smell bacon or freshly baked bread or coffee where's aunt nelly she asked mama why isn't why isn't breakfast ready papa standing at the window her back his back to her mama is beside him lily lily's question startles them they turn around and look at her as if surprised to see her it's nelly's day off papa says quickly but today's saturday lily said aunt nelly's day off is on sunday oh aunt nelly had something important to do papa said so she asked to have today and tomorrow off Mama frowns at Papa as if she wants to say something, but she reaches for Lily's hand instead. Lily senses something between her parents, a worry that they're not sharing. What did Aunt Nellie need to do? Lily doesn't like not knowing things. Surely if she asks enough questions, Papa will tell her where Aunt Nellie is. He must know. The cook is almost part of the family. Not really an aunt, but like an aunt. Papa's secretive air is worrisome. His face reddens. For heaven's sake, stop asking so many questions. I don't know why she wanted two days off or what she plans to do and stop calling her your aunt. She is in no relation to you. Lily draws back, shocked at his tone of voice. Papa is never cross with her. Why must he stop? Why must she stop calling her Aunt Nellie? She, she should be quiet, but she hasn't asked the most important questions. She turns to Mama this time. How will we have a picnic if Aunt Nellie isn't here to fix the food mama straightens a ribbon on lily's long hair don't worry we don't need ne- nelly you and i will roll up our sleeves put on our aprons and do the cookings ourselves. won't that be fun lily is puzzled cooking is aunt Nellie's job i've never seen you cook anything out of the corner of her eye she sees papa frown probably because that she's forgotten that she forgot and said aunt nelly Mama touches his sleeve as if to say, be quiet, let her call the woman aunt if she wants to. Papa shrugs, but he doesn't smile. He turns to look out the window as if if he expects to see someone approaching the house. Mama ties a huge apron around Lily's waist. Aunt Nellie is a big woman, both taller and heftier than Papa. The apron Mama chooses for herself is also too big. While she and Mama begin to assemble the ingredients, Papa fetches his drawing pad and sketches them at work. Okay. Um, Neither Mama nor Lily has had much experience in the kitchen. They spill flour and sugar, a pot of melted chocolate chips over the table. Lily scoops them up with a spoon, which she licks clean. Mom drops three eggs. The yolk breaks and runs into the whites. One of the eggs has blood in it and Lily turns away. The blood means that that was the beginning of a baby chick. Papa cleans up the egg and throws throws the mess out the back door. When they finish the cooking and the baking, Mama, Mama packs a picnic basket with roast chicken, potato salad, green beans, lemonade, and a big, beautiful lopsided chocolate cake. Before they leave the house, Papa shows them the sketches that he's drawn I'm calling these drawings, amateurs in the kitchen, he says. Mama laughs. How about cook's day off? Lily says, I hope Aunt Nellie comes back soon or, we'll have to, or we're going to starve to death. She notices Mama and Papa exchange another look that she can't interpret. What do they know that they don't want to tell her and why? Mama holds a hand out for Lily to take. Come along. She clasps N- Mama's hand and decides to put Aunt Nellie out of her mind, for the moment at least. They take a path through the woods, across the field, to a shady spot by the stream. Mama carries a picnic basket, and Papa carries a patchwork quilt. Lily runs ahead, grown-ups are so slow, bees buzz, and the clover growing in the tall edges of the field. Lily sees a monarch butterfly flying ahead of her, as as if it's leading her somewhere. Under the shade of the willow tree, Mama spreads the quilt on the grass, and Lily helps her unpack the basket. She'd, only, she'd eaten only one ye- of yesterday's biscuit and an apple for breakfast because she's saving her appetite for this picnic the ch- and the chocolate, especially the chocolate cake. She smells roasted chicken and her empty stomach rumbles so loudly that Papa looks around and says, is that a bear girl? Lily giggles. She eats both chicken wings and drumsticks and a big serving of potatoes, a smaller serving of slightly burned green beans, and an enormous piece of chocolate cake. Her stomach, her stomach full to bursting, she lies on her back and peers up at the canopy of leaves, shushing and fluttering overhead. It's as if the leaves are sharing secrets with each other. She can't remember a better day than this one. After a while, Mamma began to read out loud from *Little Women*. Lily is drowsy from the food and the summer heat. She begins to fall asleep, but she has the oddest feeling that someone is watching her. She opens her eyes and turns her head to the side. For a moment, she sees a dark-haired girl looking at her. The girl says something that Lily can't understand. Lily tries to speak, but her voice is too small for anyone, even herself, to hear. She blinks, and when she opens her eyes, the girl's gone. Too tired to tell anyone about the girl, Lily closes her eyes, and she falls fast asleep. When Lily wakes, Mama allows her to take off her shoes and wade into the stream. She steps into the water and shivers at its icy touch. The sand on the bottom feels smooth and soft under her feet. The splashes and laughs when she realizes that the skirt of her dress is soaked. The willow casts its shade on a still part of the stream small insects with long skinny legs walk across the water's surface and they move like skaters darting quickly quickly from here to there leaving the faint circles behind them papa she calls what are those old bugs called he squats down and peers at them they're part of the jareday family he tells her but most people call them water walkers water striders pond skaters and so on fascinating aren't they Lily trails her hand through the water, caring, taking care not to disturb the bugs. "'I wish that I could walk across the stream on tiny feet like there,' she said. "'It would be so fun, wouldn't it, Papa?' She watches a bird soar overhead. "'Flying would be fun, too.' "'Oh, Lily,' Papa smiles. "'Such a fanciful child you are.' Mama joins in, and Papa looks down at her. "'Your toes are turning blue-cold,' she said.' You'd better come out and put your shoes on and st- shoes and stockings on before you catch a chill. Lily sits on the grass and spreads her wet skirt around her. It's late in the afternoon and the sun hovers like a golden ball above the treetops. The happiness she felt earlier bubbles up inside her and she smiles at a rabbit hopping across the field. Papa coughs and the rabbit freezes as if he thinks that no one will see him if he doesn't move. The, sh- the sun shines through his ears and and the diet and dyes them pink his nose twitches papa coughs again and the rabbit bounds away a patch of weeds quiver to mark his hiding place but the rabbit is now truly invisible the rabbit is smart no one will catch him he knows how to be still and how to hide it mama wipes chocolate off of lily's mouth with her hand- handkerchief The cake is a sorry mess in comparison with Aunt Nellie's creation, she says. Papa cuts a big slice for himself and divides what's left between Mama and Lily. The best cake I ever ate, he tells Mama. Ten times better than any of Nellie's finest concoctions. Mama smiles and blushes. Fibber, she whispers. Papa gives her a kiss on the cheek. I'd never lie to you. Would you lie to me, Lily asks never papa stretches and gazes across the field which are lush with wheat cattle moo up on the hillside sheep answer answer with the bleats a flock of starlings settle settle in a tree for the night disturbing the disturbing the quiet with their harsh cries then tell me where aunt nellie has gone and when she'll be back lily's taking a chance papa might not answer he might be cross but lily has to know Papa looks at Mama who says, "You may as well tell her, Henry. Lily, you know Mr. Bailey is a hard man to deal with. He doesn't do the he doesn't do the work I pay him for. He lies. He mistreats his wife and the animals in his care." Papa looks into Lily's eyes. She know he's telling she knows that he's telling the truth. "Yesterday I caught him stealing money from the cash box, over $500 that I forgot to put in the safe." Papa frowns. "I fired him and the ha- and the hired hand quilt this morning, I discovered that they stole three of our horses last night and rode off. Nellie went with them. He wipes his sweaty forehead. I hope that we don't see any of them again. Aunt Nellie didn't Aunt Nellie didn't want to go. Lily says he made her. I know he did. She's scared of him. Papa. She does what he tells her. Papa takes her hand in his big hand he his love flows from his hand to hers and warms her. He looks at Lily as if she knows something that she isn't supposed to know. He hits her. Lily says quietly, "Papa doesn't hear." He must he must have noticed Aunt Lily's eyes was black last week. The week before that, she had bruises all over her arms. Who who would have hit her but Mr. Bailey? With a sigh, Mama goes gets to her feet and begins to gather the picnic gather up the picnic things. Papa shakes out the quilt and Lily helps them fold it up. The sun is sinking into the bed of pink and purple clouds, and the evening air is chilly. It's time to leave the stream and the water striders behind. We should do this every weekend, Mama says. Yes, yes, let's. Lily claps her hands. She's glad to have something else to talk about. Why not every day? Papa asks. Can we start tomorrow? Papa lifts her above his head. And her hair tumbles over his face. Oh, Papa, she says, I love you so. Turning to Mama, she adds, and I love you too, Mama, forever and ever and ever. By the time they come into the sight of a tall stone house on a hill, it's almost dark. The moonlight, the moon lights their way across the fields and along the paths, even damp breathing. Out. Wait, what? Sorry, pause. The evening damp breathes out the scent of grass and wildflowers in the woods trees frog tree frogs call and the distant owl hoots papa carries lily up to bed mama helps her change in her nightgown she and papa kiss her goodnight and tuck her in lily wants to hear another chapter of little women but she's too tired to keep her eyes open